When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's good. Scott puts it down. That's good. The kick is good. And the Chargers win it in overtime. Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. Good morning, Broncos country. I'm Lori Lattimore-Volkman, and this is your Horse Tracks for Wednesday, October 19th. Well, Broncos fans, the hits after Monday night's brutal loss in overtime to the Chargers just keep on coming. Nathaniel Hackett reported Tuesday that Aaron Patrick tore his ACL on the tackle that went out of bounds, and he's done for the season. The same Bassey has a hamstring issue, and, well, so does our QB1. That's right, Russell Wilson had an MRI on his hammy Tuesday, and the coach said he will be day-to-day this week leading up to Sunday's home game against the Jets. That means Brett Rippon will be on deck, and the good news, Broncos country, he's 1-0 in his only NFL start, and it was against the Jets. So there's that. It's getting old trying to figure out which element of the Broncos offense is the most to blame for its horrendous performance week after week. Is it the coaching? Is it the quarterback? Is it the O-line? Is it all of the above? Well, it hardly matters pinpointing the exact source because ultimately it is some of all four. But it is validating when former Broncos wideout Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who knows a thing or two about wide receiver heaven, is asking the same questions we all are when we're screaming at our TV wondering why this offense is just cruising off a cliff. Look at the overtime. 
you know, you got third and one. You know, you got Latavius Murphy. You give him the ball. You give him the ball. He's averaging three or four yards a pop. You get to third and one, then you drop back and you pass the ball. When I'm thinking of that, okay, give him the ball again, but instead they pass. And then you go to the second drive at overtime, and the next thing you know, they're, you know, passing a ball, you know. So, I mean, for me, it's like the play call. I feel like it's kind of backwards, you know. Even former safety Nick Ferguson cannot understand this offense. Time is running out. Okay, look, check out these uh, stats in the first half. First half, Russell was 10 for 10 for 116 yards. Second half, 5 of 18 for 62 yards. What happened to the passing play? Greg Dulcich finally came back, caught a touchdown, and the tight ends disappeared. And Coach Hackett does not have much to offer in explaining this problem other than to say the offense is inconsistent. On Tuesday, he said, quote, You see some good things. I thought in the first half there was a lot of good. You just have to be consistent. You come out in the second half and get yourself in a couple of manageable third downs, and you don't convert, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating for all of us. We need better plays from the coaches. We need better execution from the players. It's all about all of us as a team. We can't leave the defense out there as long as we did. Again, it's about consistency, consistency, consistency. It goes from everybody from every position on the offense. Well, coach, yes. That is partially true. Mostly, it needs better plays. And if you don't believe me, ask Rich Eisen, who spent the better part of seven minutes lambasting Coach Hackett and this Broncos offense for just being as inept as they could be. And Eisen has some strong advice for Coach Hackett. Just get rid of whatever you've been doing so far. Throw it in the trash, abandon it, see you later. Hey, Nathaniel Hackett, whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out. Start over. Literally start over. Whatever your PowerPoint presentation to the then owners or to George Payton, your, the general manager, whatever whatever you presented about what you're going to do for this team on offense. Take it, throw it out. Whatever you did maybe in the first quarter of last night's game where Russ was cooking, riding, Broncos Nation was riding, 10-0 lead, keep some of that. And I know you might say, well, part of it is what you just told me to throw out. I got it. Throw everything else out then. Because whatever you're doing, it ain't working. Eisen also pointed out a run on first, run on second, pass on third and one nonsense Hackett's been bringing to the table and noted that the Broncos have been there, done that with a lot of recent coaches and quarterbacks. And we don't want to bring it back. But the Broncos are right now at two and four. Despite allowing 16 and a half points per game. If you are allowing 16 and a half points per game in the National Football League and you have a quarterback who prior to joining your team was a damn near perennial pro bowler who made the, the playoffs almost every year and not only made the playoffs almost every year, appeared in the division round almost every year because he either got a bye or he won in a wild card game because that's what Russell Wilson did in Seattle. If you have somebody like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy to throw the football to, and you're allowing 16 and a half points per game, and you're only winning one-third of your games, something is up and wrong. The Broncos do need is an offense that Russell Wilson feels comfortable with. 
and it's pretty damn obvious he is not feeling it in this one. Wilson, who went 10 for 10, 116 yards and a touchdown in the first half, completed only five of 18 passes the rest of the game. Eisen pretty much summed up the angst all of us are feeling following that loss Monday night. Whatever they're doing offensively, get it out of here. But whatever's going on with Hackett, I mean, the play calling in overtime and, the, the you know, whatever they were doing second, third, fourth quarter, it was just so difficult to watch. Melvin Gordon is just benched and you don't even tell him what's up. He's standing there and and he's going against his former team and you're not even going to bottle that and use that and roll him downhill against his former team? So you 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 take Russ off the field for your kicker for a 64-yard field goal against his former team in his former team's house. You don't let Russ cook there. And now Melvin's back in Los Angeles against the Chargers, and you're just benching him? And he says after the game, nobody told me why? That's ridiculous. I, 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 I mean, what's up? So whatever that's been done, take it, throw it the hell out, burn it, and never acknowledge its existence and start again. Because you know what? You're going against the Jet team next week at home, and they are coming. They are coming with young kids who feel great about themselves, the exact opposite of the Broncos team I saw last night. The one bright spot, of course, is this defense, which just continues to ball out, drive after drive, game after game. Against the Chargers, the Broncos D had two sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, and nine pass breakups. Alex Singleton had 19 solo tackles. Mike Williams could not unattach his hip from Pat Sertan, who locked him down all night long, and Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning brought pressure all freaking day. It was beautiful, and it was wasted. Once again. You know, I feel for the Broncos fans. Obviously, you know, they wanted Russell Wilson to come in and, you know, win some games, but it hasn't happened yet. But for me, like, I look at it, too, as, like, Give it some time as well, you know. Uh, give it some time. You got a new coach. You got a new quarterback. Just give it some time, and hopefully these guys start winning. Happy Hump Day, Broncos country. Thanks for listening.